So I know before I got my Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, I would browse the aisles at King Supers or Safeway and try to pick out like a $2 to $3 toothbrush. And I do that every couple months. Looking back on it, it's ridiculous. Those toothbrushes suck. They don't do the job that is needed to be done cleaning your teeth. You gotta upgrade to an electric toothbrush. You gotta upgrade to a Sonicare toothbrush. It's a game changer. It will lead to healthier teeth. It will lead to a healthier mouth. You don't have to go back to the supermarket and pretend to browse for some crappy $2 toothbrush for a couple minutes. You'll never have to do that again. Hit up Green Mountain Dental Group today. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, a top of the line electric toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. A lot of us here at DMVR Go to Green Mountain Dental Group already to get our teeth cleaned. Hit them up today. Schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. Get a Sonicare toothbrush for free. Let's go. The mail never stops, Jerry. It never stops. <laughs> that should have been our intro video. I'm, I'm, I'm too afraid of copyright. I'm too afraid of copyright. Like we're gonna put that up, and then Seinfeld will sue us for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he would absolutely sue us. That's one. That's the biggest show of all time. I can't wait till we make it to the point where we can just start copywriting people just to be dicks. Just like now, nah, you can't have that up. We've decided. Yeah. Our yeah. Yeah. team of lawyers just working around the clock. I'm sorry. Did you ask what was going on online these days? <laughs> We've trademarked that phrase. <laughs> Don't even think about it. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome into a Wednesday mailbag edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mares, as always, almost always, most of the time. And uh, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, as I am most of the time. Over here, the handsome one, it's Harrison Wind. Seinfelder friends. Seinfelder friends. Of course, Seinfeld. Are you oh kidding? First of all, Seinfeld is probably the greatest like sitcom of all time. I think I think I think easily. Friends is like hasn't aged well. It's kind of corny. <sighs> corny? Yeah, it's, it's pretty corny, corny man. It lives really? it, it, it owns its corniness. It owns it. Seinfeld is elite. I think Curb might actually be better, but um, Seinfeld is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, down here, nodding in agreement, wearing what we all agree is a men's hoodie, except for Harrison does not agree. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's not what I said at all. That is what you said. <laughs> it is. It is. Harrison said uh, verbatim, zip-up hoodies are for girls, with zero awareness that I was rocking one. <laughs> Just two inches below him. But you know what? I'm warm. I'm comfortable. I'm getting canceled for that comment for sure. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the man that has been canceled many times is D-Line Co. You know him as, you know him as D-Line Co. That's true. That, well, I, in order to be canceled, one shouldn't one have been on air or something? What is the opposite of being canceled? Just, you haven't had that big of a fall from grace because you didn't really have that big of a fall. I had no grace. I had no, <laughs> no grace. I never had grace to begin with. Um, guys, Every Wednesday, we take listener comments, listener sub- suggested topics, and we talk about them on this show here live. If you want to get one in, you can hop in the chat. We prefer that you watch us on YouTube. It's a better platform. It's a better streaming quality. You can subscribe. You can hit the like button. You can do all, all of those things. we got all kinds of cool content coming up, uh, always coming out on our YouTube channel. Um, but we have some really good ones, but also we have a bunch of news. We're going to start with the news today because there's just kind of a lot of news coming out. I think the first place we should start with this, guys, 
Well, actually, Eric, I guess the first place is, did you pull up a graphic of the hoodie or did you, uh, we do sure have a new did. hoodie for sales. We, it's a lot of hoodie talk early on. The first well, several well, topics are all hoodie they're related. All, they're all related. Yeah. Let's, let's share you know, my screen. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's a whole at, process. Yeah, it is a whole yeah, application process. window. All okay. right. Which one are we doing? Okay. <laughs> I think this is right. Let's find some, out together. Some of us so believe in show prep. Some of Close us all your oh, tabs quick before you open. Look at, <laughs> look at it. Look at this beautiful this thing is camouflage. So the thing that is not maybe immediate evident is that the uh the logo is embroidered it's not just it's not just printed on like some fly by night hoodie operation we're actually getting it embroidered so it's going to be real nice and then this one apparently for the ladies for the ladies (laughs) this is for everybody man this is for everybody because i I will be buying the zip up hoodie for sure that'll be the first one of these hoodies i purchase the thing with the zip up is you can like have it just unzipped a little bit you can see kale's head here poking out like it's a nice it (laughs) works well in concert with uh cool graphic tee so i also think that we were talking about the it's the colorado hoodie because in colorado you're in the you're in the shade in the winter it's freezing you step out yep. into the sun it's warm so you just you unzip a little bit you get a little yeah. bit a little bit a little air it's great yeah uh, I think these hoodies are, are straight fire. fire. Some of the great stuff we've uh, we've thrown out. So head on over to the DNVR locker and uh, purchase yours today. Uh, what are these going for, Eric? What is the price tag on those? Uh, I'm not sure. That's, Me neither. Uh, that's a branded uh, question. That's a branded that's thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the real news today, guys, um, and all the, also, by the way, I, I, I'm going to be saying this for a while. The volume sounds great to me. If it's in the comments, if it sounds like it's a little softer or something, commenters, help us out. Let us know. Um, we can adjust that accordingly. First bit of news comes from our buddy Mike Singer, fantastic reporter for the Denver Post. And it looks like, according to him, according to his sources, the Nuggets have explored trading into the top 10 of next week's draft. The top 10. So we talked about the Nuggets maybe moving up in the draft and grab 15, you know, maybe a precious Achua, all these guys. We don't know. Mm. Do you guys hear a, a dull humming? Yeah, my guess is uh, something to do with Eric. Eric, what, what my, the? No, my, 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 my mic was muted. That's not me. <laughs> wow. This is a really uh... – hey, it was, it was, it was vote. How many are pointed back at you? <laughs> That's so true. Um, but guys, we talked about them moving up a little bit because there's a bunch of those players that we don't, you know, it's hard to know at this moment who's going to go 15, who's going to go 22, could, you know, whatever. Moving into the top 10 is a big move. We kind of haven't really explored this option because moving into the top 10, I would think, costs you real assets. Um, Harrison, what's your first thought when you saw this report come across the timeline today? My first thought was maybe this is something to do with Drew Holiday. That was my first thought, to be quite honest, yeah. because if I'm the Pelicans, I definitely want a marquee draft pick in return. And the 22 overall pick, that's not doing a lot for me if I was in like a trade talk with the Nuggets. So maybe New Orleans was like, we really want a top 10 pick. If we're going to trade this guy, the Nuggets took that as a message of, okay, let's explore getting up into the top 10. I don't know if that's what it is. That was my first thought. It's interesting because if you look at the we, – we've talked about how teams will evaluate – after the top three or four, teams are going to evaluate everybody else on the board differently. Some teams might be very high on this guy or that guy. But I think that also goes to a bull bull. For example, there might be teams that now have seen bull bull. He's gotten healthy, and they might say, you know, I'd rather have him than whoever it was we were going to take at eight or, or whatever. So there might be some incentive there. So I could see that. 
I could see that becoming coming into play, and you just start moving around pieces to make a, a spot for Drew Holiday. So I, I, I definitely can see that vote. Do you think there's any chance they just like a guy? In the yeah, that's what I think. Because my first thought is whatever it would take to get up into that range, those are probably assets you would have been including in the Drew deal anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe guys that are good enough that New Orleans likes them, or you're significantly shaking up your roster. So my first thought was they must just have someone circled and circled twice. Um, but what I don't, uh, what I've been thinking about all morning, and I'm not sure I'm able to pin down, is what is the deal that gets you into that range that you're comfortable making if you're Denver? Because um, I still think we're talking about those same pieces, right? Gary, Monte, maybe a Barton, but not MPJ. So I, I have a hard time sort of tracing that in my mind and connecting those dots and play, piecing that deal together. Yeah. Yeah. You get excited, but, Eric, when you hear this report, well, or do you get nervous? I don't know. I mean, like, it, it, it's the real question here, obviously, is what do you give up and what do you get back? And what I mean, what I love is that I love that the front office is feeling act is, is active and like they're they're like really bopping around. Like they 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 have some sort of plan in mind, which I love. Like, <laughs> I, I have no idea what it means. Like, I, do you feel like there's guys you've, that you've scouted that um, would be top ten guys that you feel? excited about definitely yeah these are a couple of good suggestions from Cade here i think facel on the more higher end than williams who might slip out of the top 10 Uh, but these are i think guys that you might get in the sort of eight through ten range um one who i like if you're looking for uh, a premier like high-end role player as Wynn described him in that profile maybe not a star but facel's gonna be a three and d wing in the nba one day um and so those are a couple of names when I think, is there a guy in that range that they could really want? Vassell makes sense to me. Mm. Jumping from 22 to to the top 10 is, is such a big jump, though. Yeah, like it's huge. It, it, it's so big. Like, like you mentioned, Eric, I don't even know what you would have to give up, like to to get up to that spot. Because you give up like 22 and put in X player. Like, does that get you into the top 10? I, I, I don't know. It's going to depend no. on what the well, other team is looking for, but it's a big jump to make. Let's play a little game here then, Vote. You personally, would you rather have 22 and bowl or number eight? Uh, 22 and bowl. So in theory, we think maybe that would be a price tag. I don't know how other teams value it, but it does sure. seem like, especially in this draft where things are so flat and the 22nd pick might very well be just as good as the number eight, nine, ten pick. Um, you add in just this other little lottery ticket and bowl who has such a high upside. Maybe that's enough to get it done. Uh, Harrison, 22 and um, a 2022 first round draft pick or number number eight? Um... Give me number eight. Really? Give me number eight. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, if I'm the Nuggets, that that 2022 pick, I mean, that's yeah. probably going to be 22 or later, you know, it's like in the draft based on how Denver's probably going to finish. <laughs> um, Can Denver then- trade with themselves to move up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just need somebody that's really, really high on Keita Bates-Diop. That is- <laughs> And then, like and, then, and then you know I, I'd be fine. I'd be fine flipping that number eight pick for Drew Holiday. I would. Mm. Tim Conley pulls off a Kata Bates Diop plus twenty two pick to move up. Like, all right, he gets executive of the year. With regards to the bowl <laughs> stuff, guys, I just think it's like every team passed on him for an entire round and then some. And I so agree. I'd be very yeah. surprised if after eight 
bubble games so, that all of a sudden he's trending up in value. Though. It's not eight bubble games though, vote. Here, here's the thing, and I've, I've said this about Michael Porter and I've said this about Bull Bull and it explained, why don't we pull that quote comment back up again? Because I think it's uh, a good comment. It was a good comment. It was a good comment two minutes ago when we brought uh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> a real contentious vibe. Let's argue about it. <laughs> no, but here's the thing about Bull Bull and it's the same about MPJ. Why did he get passed on? It wasn't just, it was primarily the injury risk and maybe concerns about some of the other stuff with both guys, but I think another part of it was most GMs don't feel comfortable sitting an entire year out on a prospect because you never know. In one year, you could go from comfortable to on the hot seat. And if you just drafted this guy that's going to pay off for the guy that replaces you eventually, that doesn't do you any good. Now, Bull Bull is through that period. Everybody knew last year he wasn't going to be a factor. So you draft him. You don't get anything out of him. Now you take him on and it's like you're drafting a guy that's ready to play Mm -hmm. right now. So if you're a GM and you make that trade, you don't have to hope one year from now you get to see glimpses of him. You likely get to play him right away. So I, to me, I understand that Bull Bull is probably more valuable to us having watched him and having all this hype than he is to most other fan bases as evidenced by conversations we've all had with people in New Orleans that are like, no, thank you. But I think for a GM, I don't think it's fair to say if he was being drafted now, my guess is he would go a lot higher than whatever the second 43 or whatever it was that he went. Like he would, he would go a lot higher than not drafted essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt. That's the, the funny thing about um, when you start to talk about, again, like the, the in a vacuum, absolute and relative terms are comes up every day when we talk about all these things. But the idea that, um, you know, that saying like we would trade a first round draft pick for to move up into the draft. It's like, okay, cool. What does that first round draft pick look like? Like Harrison was saying, if it's in the back half of the first round next year, like people were just always saying like, oh, you're going to get a first round back. And then in, when you hear that that phrase, you're like, oh, wow, a first round draft pick. But that could be the 32nd pick or that could be the, the, the yeah. fourth pick. I mean, yeah. so I, I mean, if there if you could move, if you could do a pick swap and do next year's first round to be able to move up, like I would do that all day, every day. So an uh, interesting comment here, because you're right that Bull Bull, bull I, I don't know if it was worth ethic concerns as much as it was. Did he love basketball? I mean, this is the Jokic thing that people yeah. always said about him come early on. Um, and I had Kristen Peake on Locked on Nuggets podcast last week, who knows Bull very well. And she said one of the conversations she had with Bull was that he didn't realize how much he missed the game until he went through this last year where he wasn't allowed to play. And it sort of maybe sparked something in him. It's worth noting that the nuggets have all said very positive things about his work ethic and sort of his like drive. So uh, I take all of those things for a grain of salt. Like we're taking these from <laughs> biased sources, but it's still some, it's still worth something to me at least. Um, and, and from everything I've heard, like bowl, what he had to go through this last year, the injury, having to take rehab seriously, having to go to the G league and like live off by himself and Chicago. Your hair looks great, Adam. It looks uh, so gray. Look how gray it looks when I wear a hat. Turns out that it doesn't look gray. It is. Might be time Shut to up. adjust Shut the lighting. On that Might be time to adjust <laughs> the lighting. Adjust. Yeah, look at that. My goodness. Holy crap. Yeah, that is grayer than I remember. It, because uh, every time it goes backward, like if you slick it back, it's gray. You slick it forward, it, it's black. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, as I was saying, everything I've heard the about form quarter is that um, he's just really grown up in this last year yeah. compared to where he was like when he entered the draft. Just 
having to go through the G League route, getting humbled a bit, dropping in the second round, rehabbing. He's much more grown up now uh, from everybody I've talked to that's been around him a lot over this last year than he was when Denver drafted him. And I think maybe a shot of inspiration being around the team at the tail end of the year. I talked to him a tiny, tiny bit about G League, and I do think it did feel like an isolated sort of distanced experience for him. Um, but I think he gets to be around the team. You get those fun Will Barton posts at the start of the bubble, yeah. and maybe Bull is getting a taste of, of hey, this is what you're building towards. This is what you're working for. Yeah, totally. Plus, you, you so. just sprinkle a little dust on anything. I saw, I saw that RJ Hampton comment. I know Blackburn yeah, I talked talk about, about him. I'm interested in RJ because I don't know if you have to trade into the top 10. I think there is a world in which he slides maybe closer to 15 um, and it's less of a devastating trade. Whereas at this point, I think I expect Vassell to to be like kind of in the nine or ten range. Yeah, Vassell seems like the guy you trade up into the top ten to draft. RJ Hampton's super interesting because I think he's one of the few guys who has like uh, all star potential in this draft. But he's definitely a project. Went to Australia last year, struggled a bit playing against like professionals down there. Um, but another interesting wrinkle to the RJ Hampton thing is he's been training this entire summer slash fall with Mike Miller, the former Denver Nugget. He's been kind of reworking. Denver Nuggets legend. With Nuggets legend Mike Miller. And the three-point shot is the one big drawback of RJ Hampton right right now. And I would think that the Nuggets would have elite intel on what type of player in person RJ Hampton is from Mike Miller if they were really interested. We got to get Mike Miller on this the show, man. I'm telling you, he's like honestly Nuggets legend. I, I love that dude. I know my guy Bobby uh, High Miner over here. He loves him as, as too. But, you know, I don't know if Mike Miller could teach shooting because I feel like Mike Miller would be – he's like Clay Thompson. He was born an elite shooter. He was, he was born an elite <laughs> shooter, and his style is just like, you got to feel it, man. You just got to feel yeah. it. Guys that can't – like Torrey Craig's like, I'm not feeling it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good advice for me. <laughs> it's like so, my art teacher. He used to just be like, I don't understand. What do you mean you can't draw a circle? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm actually hard, not being a dick. I can't, it's not a good circle. <laughs> my, my only issue with RJ Hampton is I feel like I that's the most generic. I feel like there's a the similar name RJ Hampton in every draft. Yeah, there is it always. There's every there's draft. Like has RJ one. Hampton. Who was the, the, the guy that went to Utah? The guy that went to New York? I, uh, RJ Hampton is definitely RJ a Barrett. name. Like, that's yeah, like a, RJ, yeah. <laughs> I need a more unique name. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, RJ, RJ Hampton just seems like a really big project to for a team like the Nuggets to trade up into like near the top yeah. end. Of the draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, here let me. I have another piece of news here that I want to share with every with the world. Um, where did it go? Here it is. Monte Morris. This isn't a surprise, but I do like just kind of like it. Monte Morris. I love ev- I love Denver. I love everything from from the organization to the coaches all the way down to the equipment to everyone. This was actually in also in Mike Singer's report over at the Denver Post. Did he mention any of us in, in that? Yeah, uh, yeah, he did, he said, I love the media. I love the I love the blogger. I love the, the DMBA shows. The DMBA shows incredible. Um, so, I, first of all, you you have to love this comment. Like Monte is just he's the most positive nugget. I would say. Wouldn't would you guys say he's probably the, he just has he just exudes positive I've energy. I always called him Mister Nugget, and I'm going to continue to call. Him. I thought you called Gary Harris Mister Nugget. I thought <laughs> no, was, I call I'm Gary Harris. I hate this show. <laughs> That's my thing. Monte Morris is next up in Mr. Nugget power after Gary. Yeah, I strongly agree with that. He's very, very high. Um, so th- it does present an interesting question, though, because, you know, 
Monte Morris is really good as a backup point guard. The backup point guard position, maybe it's an important one, but there's so many players that can do that. Maybe even PJ Dozier could be a backup point guard. So I think there's some of this where I would love nothing more than for Monte Morris to be a 10-year nugget. Just 10 years of, of Monte Morris because he's just so solid, so good. But then there becomes the question of just cost and price and does he have value to other, other teams or this or that. Um, when you see this report, though, just what is your thought about one, him wanting to be here and him saying such great things about the city and the organization. And then two, just about like, is how high of a priority is that in your mind? I mean, this is very on brand for Monte, right? I expected this to see this quote um, because I, I think he means it. I think Monte yeah, yeah, really sure. loves his time here. This is a four-year college guy. And I think building relationships, finishing what he started, um, building towards a collective goal, like as a group, are all things that appeal to him. So not surprising. Um, I think if you work in the media and you cover the Nuggets, to some extent, you want Monte to stick around. That guy gives insightful answers. Yeah, oh, for Um, sure. And I think if you're Denver, like, so what you got here is Monte expressing his interest. So if this is a team-friendly deal, I think you do it. I think you love a backup guard like Monte. There's no Uh, such thing as a team-friendly deal for a backup point guard, though. And what I mean by that is backup point guards can't say, like, you know, I'll take a – Monte hasn't made that much money in his career. Like, if somebody offered him $500,000 more, he has to take it because that's that's a lot of money to him. And that's what I was going to say. And so what I don't think you want to do is match, like, low, low low-end starter money, you know, to have him be your backup. But in a vacuum, (laughs) Monte Morris in Denver is is um it's perfect he was yeah. good in this playoffs too i mean i felt like he swung some of the game or helped swing some of the games in the in, in the playoff round um he's Definitely. also i want to say this he is 0.95 um steve hess's and what i mean by that is like steve hess is like the ultimate standard for a guy that like is posting on instagram at 4 30 in the morning with like absolute energy that's just like time to get up and we're gonna work today baby and it's like jesus christ this was posted at 4 45 in the yeah, morning steve, you did this yesterday yeah. Yeah. And this is monte morris it's, it's one of my favorite genres of social media post is like monte morris is morning like yeah we getting in work today and it's like him the just lock doing, emoji yeah, yeah and it's just yeah, like yeah. him working his ass off yeah. so early in the morning it's like i just monte He's 0.95 Steve Hess's. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's tough because you'd love for Monte to, to stick around with Denver, but it's unfortunate timing because he's up for an extension in an offseason where Denver just doesn't have a ton of excess money to throw around. So like what he could get on the open market, I don't think Denver can pay him that. Um, so I don't know about his future. You've got PJ Dozier, who we're all really high on, who the Nuggets are all really high on. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about Monte long term here. I would love if he stayed, but I just don't know. They get a, they get an extension for Monte. We're dropping the Monte shirt. I'm gonna insist oh, on it. I, 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 I insist. We already have it designed, ready to go. We just gotta reach out to this people. Is this the one that I, I, I half it. designed and ruined and got yeah. wrong? Okay, yep, cool. that's right. Did you really? I think it's a great design. I've been wanting to drop it since well, two Eric, years ago. We'll talk about it later. But Eric made a really good observation about how I'm an idiot. I can't wait for that shirt to drop. <laughs> All right, let's hit a break. On the other side, your questions coming right up. Time and time again, guys, the one thing that will protect you against economic downturn is an education. Allowing you to adapt into varying careers, go and build your toolbox at MSU Denver online. Look, we're, we're living in uncertain times. It's always good to be able to fall back on an education. I took a class at MSU Denver online last summer. So did a couple other people at DNVR. 
it was a great experience. MSU Denver Online, those teachers, they've been teaching online forever. So they've got this thing down to a science. They know how to give you an awesome education online. So check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. Uh, maybe it used to be a juggernaut. Metro used to be a juggernaut in basketball. Oh, dude. Back to back championships. When I was in high school, yeah, they were just reeling off championship after championship after championship. How's their online team? Is the online team any good? <laughs> elite. It's an elite online education. Undefeated. No. Elite. <laughs> this is this is by the way my favorite bumper bumper one bumper jam right here. Uh, it's just that guitar just crying to you. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm crying while I'm listening to it. I, we have to talk. We 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 music control. Also, make sure to check out the Palisade Peach from Breck Brew, an elite option. I'm going to see how many times I can say the word elite in this read. <laughs> an elite beer from Breck Brew. My favorite Breck Brew, uh, Palisade Peach. Perfect for uh, a summer day, a fall day. It's like six degrees out right now. Great time to drink a Breck Brew. So it is always in vote size. <laughs> My mic's falling too. It's, it's not quite 1240 yet. 1240 is when the sun usually descends. <laughs> 20 minutes here. Are we done with the reads? Yeah, we're all set. We should just let this song play for a little bit longer, though. Uh, all right, vote. It's Yo. question. It's question and answer time. Let's hit up that title question here because it's a it's a great one. Yeah. Uh, give me six seconds because you know me. <laughs> you know me. Oh, my. Is anybody prepared for the show? Eric, no. I, I said, let's well, the hoodie. He's like, all right. Well, oh, ooh, is it? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, I, I good, yeah. it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I had the graphic ready to go. I The inner workings of StreamYard. I, sometimes right. you have to figure it out each time. Uh, <laughs> Bull Roar. All right, Bull Roar. All right. Uh, friend of the show, Bucket Since 88, yeah. wants to know, outside of MPJ, which nugget do we expect to see the most, this question. most growth from this season? Love this question. Who's uh, going Harrison. For yeah, you go, Harrison. <sighs> Say it with me, guys. PJ. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not composed? I love it. Oops. I am so ready for PJ composure to get rotation minutes. I'm envisioning, I mean, maybe this could change based on who Denver takes in the draft, but I'm envisioning a potential second unit backcourt of Monte Morris and PJ Dozier. I like the fit. I want to see PJ Dozier on the floor more. I want to see him get more opportunities. I love him at six foot six. I love what he can do in the pick and roll. I love just his savviness, how steady he is for such a young player. I've got high expectations for PJ Dozier this season. I do too. Uh, vote. Actually, Eric. I'm trying to think. So, we're, are we talking about from? Are we including what they did in the bubble? I guess we are. So just. Because I, I I really envision a world where and if he resigns, like Jeremy Grant, like steps up and is we see the sure. bubble version Jeremy Grant. There's all a lot of suitors. Off. Yeah, there's a lot of people that could be on this list. Yeah, sure. like um, and I I just want to see Jamal do what he did in the bubble and just take it further, take it into the regular season, and just have him like just be that all the time. Yeah. What do you think, vote man? I think um. I didn't think about it, but I do think PJ Dozier might be the right answer there. Um, I mean, Bowl is certainly an easy mm. answer here as well. Sure. Uh, I do think PJ is more likely to play a good amount, so I'll I'll say PJ. And look, I mean, we just talked about the Monte thing. This at some point this season, we will probably be having this discussion. Um, you know, do you consider trading Monte? What are these mm-hmm. extension offers looking like? When do you hand the keys to PJ? If so, 
Yeah. So I like that question that I just pulled up from Nicholas about saying, what's your confidence level for him to be the backup too? Mine's pretty high. I want to bring up, and here's the thing about PJ, because I think he already is an elite role player should he want to be. And you guys know, I love talking about the Lakers on the show and Alex Caruso, (laughs) Alex Caruso in particular, but I happen to find this quote from Alex Caruso. It's it's so perfect. And here he says, a big reason guys get stuck in the G league is because they don't realize the position they're trying out for. It's like going to a job interview thing is a terrible metaphor. Thinking you're going to be the CFO. I love that. He didn't say CEO, CFO (laughs) of the company. And they're looking for a guy to clean the bathrooms. Now, this is a great quote because what is great about Alex Caruso is that he is like, Bathrooms, yeah. <laughs> He's a great custodian. No. But yeah, but I'm serious about this in that I think we talked about this when we did the preview last year of Monte Morris. He knows his role and he sticks to his role. He doesn't ever go outside the lines. Yep. And I think PJ Dozier is a guy that is great at a role I don't think he's quite fully accepted of himself. I mean, when he was in the G League, he was scoring a lot of points. I mean, he was a scorer. He was an attacker. He can do a little bit of everything in the G League. I don't think he can in the NBA, and specifically I don't think he can on the Denver Nuggets. What he can do is be as good of a defender as Torrey Craig or close, maybe less versatile, but can can completely shut guys down, be a great backside, uh, you know, rotation guy. He can get into the paint and make plays. He can pass, and he can become low usage. I just don't know if he's willing to do that when he is i think he's incredible so to me the answer to that is yes because to me if he just sticks to the caruso plan where it's like hey i'm not a star but i'm a star in my role 100 he elevates in my mind to a monte morris type player where it's like he's an a plus pj dozier he's a plus at what he's supposed to be so i love that answer and that's why I love that question. When you say backup too, though, like what what's the timeline on that? Are you talking this season? Yes. Yep. Why not? I mean, yep. he's he's not young. I mean, he's young, but he's well, not I would like say, nineteen. I would say Gary Harris and Will Barton. Well, what I well, okay, yeah, I don't think he's passing up those guys in the rotation. This was more, and I as I interpreted it more as if Denver moved on from one of those guys, sure, okay, and, gotcha. and gained a piece somewhere else or consolidated. Gotcha. You know, if you end up losing both of them, say to bring in Drew Holiday, now you're down. You get one player, you lose two. Somebody has to move up. I think PJ moving up, I'd feel good about it. All right, um, going. Other cool. Uh, hold up. So, Bull Bull, I saw Jeremy Grant. Jamal Murray, I think, is another one we're not really talking about. As much as I think he has proven that he can be that player, and I think it's more important that he's proven it in a playoffs than it is in the regular season. If he is that guy in the regular season, that's a leap. And that means yeah. the Nuggets, like if Jamal Murray is bubble Murray for an entire season, the Nuggets, the one seed. No doubt. Like, right. and if he does that, he would probably win most improved player. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any other candidates for this. Kato. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, so had to throw his name out there. Wow. I'm serious. <laughs> Gary Harris can't doesn't really fit this because it's not. He wouldn't be most improved. It'd be like he went back to being is more of a bounce back than a most improved. Yeah. But still, he could be on that. I would yeah. count though. I would count that. Right, Come on, right. let's go, Gary. All right, different direction, and this one comes to us from Daw Dorito at Pizza on Your Face on Twitter. Uh, in honor of the new ball arena, what are your, some of your favorite memories at Old Pepsi Center? Oh yes, that's a good question. It's a great it's favorite memories. At so for me, most of my great memories of Pepsi Center exist because I didn't I didn't grow up going to games. So even the Mellow Era, that was I watched that on TV. I wasn't in the arena. I maybe went to five or six games total 
um, prior to becoming a credentialed member. But to me, I look back, there's there's a couple. The Jokic one this year over Philadelphia was an all-timer. Like, that was yeah. a great, great moment in part because it was in B. The Nuggets were down, I think, 16 or 17 points in the fourth. Jokic went crazy and then hits the game winner. It was just – it had everything. But the one that I think is number one when I that comes to mind is the Gary Harris shot over – over Westbrook like that was just such a fun game it was national television it was the crowd was chaotic it was just that was a really really fun one yeah that that one was also like right in the middle of the Nuggets come up too yeah like, yeah nobody took the Nuggets seriously and like yeah. they didn't take Nuggets seriously after that shot but like that was kind of a, a moment you can point to as like oh okay this that is- was peak Gary Harris that moment <laughs> Yeah, that was like the apex of his career also, today. And I, if I remember correctly, like people had a little bit of like Westbrook PTSD. Like he's just yep. been such a, a dog in Denver. Yeah. And actually from that moment forward in my time here, Nuggets have really owned that matchup with him no matter where he's been. And yeah. I think it all traces back back to that shot. That was my favorite. I was my I just gotten here. So I don't mm-hmm. have a, t- a long list of memories. I, I told you guys this on the show is my last game before becoming <coughs> credentialed. So I went as a fan. I was like three beers deep for that Gary Harris shot. <laughs> it was a lot of fun on, on the lower level. That is a deep shot. Right deep yeah. shot. For me, I had a lot of memories from the 2009 playoff run for sure. I think I went to a, one game each round, one game against the Hornets, one game against the Mavs, one game against the Lakers. Like I was all in on the Nuggets back then. And then covering the team, uh, that Gary Harris shot for sure. Spurs game two, uh, when Denver had that second half comeback with their season on the line, I just remember in media real, we're all just saying like, oh, it's, it's been a fun season. Like, great streets. Oh. A lot of fun covering this season with you guys. And that <laughs> Nugget go on to make the second round. Their season was almost done at that point. Um, the, the Jokic game winners. The first Jamal Murray, like, big moment for me was uh, his 48 points against Boston. I remember the stands. Uh, that was like the first big Jamal Murray. <laughs> and the Nuggets, that was like their their signature win on an insane start to the season to that point. Right, right. Remember yeah. that Boston game? We all looked at each other. And Nine we and were one like, or something. It's on. You know, yeah. it's on this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few. Mine are all like uh, very fan focused, as you might imagine. So uh, in the 2009 playoffs, like uh, Harrison, I went to most of those games. And one of the games, we beat the Lakers. I can't remember which one, but uh, my friend and I got like super hype and we were like screaming at Lakers fans. And my friend got punched in the back of the head on the way down from an escalator. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> this is your best memory? Yeah, yeah wow. Uh, that was time. one good memory. That was one good memory. Uh, another good memory, <laughs> uh, that 48-point uh Jamal Murray, I remember just like standing up and getting so exquisitely lightheaded and almost toppling down. Oh, to- but uh, that, that, that other another moment was when Jokic uh, started to back down LeBron James. Oh, and he rose up and just like clunk, put it right the on. Mismatch. Like, mismatch, baby. Like, the mismatch. He can't stop it. <laughs> so that was good. Game seven of the of the Spurs series was just like trans dude. They won. I just was just I just was sitting there. Like everything felt right in the world. It was a day game. Like <laughs> the Kentucky. Like, yeah, like I it, then I just like sat in the uh, in oh. the Breckenridge lounge for like and like was just like tweeting people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, my soul left my body. It was like everything I wanted. Oh, this is another good one here too. This is where like, oh, 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 there's like three Warriors one. So you have the Wancho oh. Block one. You also have the Wancho game. Like we figured that one was also at Pepsi Center. And then there was the other one that was I think the year before. 
this one wasn't a Wancho game, but they beat the Warriors, and I think Gallo got a steal like right at the very end of the game. But that was another one where it was like super young Gallo Nuggets, soph- sophomore year Jokic, and you know, seventy three win Warriors, and they they get the upset. It was just oh it, anytime you get those big upsets where the crowd is like back in those days, the crowd was very pro Warriors at the start, but then at the end they're very pro Nuggets. Like it was like yeah. Rocky Four. We when was them. which game was the Mason Plumley three? Oh, the Utah! That was a great moment, oh, man. That was such a <laughs> that was an all timer. That was a great, great game. Another, like, really that was a Jokic game. ball game too, by the way, man. Like I know the the bench is the one that won that game for him, but that was one of those games where like out of nowhere the ball just started popping again, and you were like, oh yeah, they're really good when this happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, one, sure. one last quick memory, like I went to see the Nuggets play against the Celtics on um, St. Patrick's Day, and it was right when we had just acquired Javale McGee, and so I and I was for whatever reason I got seats right behind the Nuggets bench. So JaVale McGee was sitting there and I was just watching Chris Birdman Anderson just like glare at him the whole time because he was like clearly <laughs> not happy. It was like very cool to see the team dynamics play out in front of me. I was also very drunk. So good time. <laughs> remember the Kmart doing this to the crowd? I did a playoff game. I, yeah, I can't even remember which game it was, but I just remember being very hyped for that. The, I remember the Bucks comeback. That was a great one. The Bucks one. That great. was in the string of like yep, eight, six, eight, eight, like eight unbelievable games games yeah. that like the Nuggets had to win to get into that game 82 and they did it's uh, so sad I can't believe we'll never here. go back to Pepsi Center now <laughs> no. go back to ball a place that has a different corporate sponsor it's now, so the, it'll never the be ball. the same <laughs> is it the ball is that what you're calling it it's and the it, ball baby I'm I like that somebody baby. has swaggy piece first three as <laughs> yeah. an all time Pepsi that Center was a loud moment <laughs> it was so <laughs> loud that's great alright what else we got vote that was a good one that was fun we'll trip down memory lane for you guys Okay, Steve B. Wynn. Steve wants to know if you were to redo the 2014 and 2016 NBA drafts, knowing what we know today, Ooh, what, yeah, I is there a good up. case for Jokic and Murray to be the number one pick in either of those drafts? I have to look at these drafts. Yeah, here. me too. So 2014 NBA draft. Um, first of all, Jokic, there's well, only definitely a of players ahead of him. So, yes, yeah. I would say, I mean, you've got Embiid. I would take Jokic over him. I mean, let's not lie to ourselves easily. And then there's nobody else in there. I mean, who else is the other place people he's contending with are Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic, who the Nuggets also got. So I think this was an easy one. Jeremy Grant Grant also in that draft. To me, I'm saying, yes, absolutely. Jokic goes number one in that draft. 2016 is tough. Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown. Those are the guys he's competing with. I think if you polled 30 NBA GMs, most, if not all, would still take Ben Simmons ahead of him. Yep. Some of this has to do with the. Some of this has to do with not who's the better player, but who is the is better relative to the other people at his position. And there's just so many point guards. Like Jamal Murray is so good, but there's also all these other guys that are at least within striking distance. Ben Simmons as this like combo forward that is one of the best defenders it's just even more rare like the drop down from him to whoever's behind him is, is steep so i think yeah. i think he goes two or three um if you redraft maybe four but um certainly higher than seven man i think you got to take him over jalen brown but there's there's some tough arguments i think uh, you definitely have to take him over jalen brown you, would you guys take him over dragon bender <laughs> no. What, what about, about my guy, Giorgio's Papayanis? <laughs> what about uh, Chris Dunn? Are we uh, are we out on Chris Dunn? Uh, Chris Dunn's a really good MVP, dude. He dominated Moody, and it made me so mad. He was so good in summer league. Oh, incredible. <laughs> okay. So 
we'll move on. I Which, think I think I think there's a chance that he goes. Some people take him one. Most people take him either two or three. That's my yeah, guess. I would agree. I agree. Jokic is, is I think surefire one. At this Easy point. number one. Easy. All right. Um. So if there's a 72 game season, guys, where would we put this over and under on Nuggets wins? Hmm. Oh man, that so requires to, some prep. I hadn't you thought about have that. To, you have to lop off ten games, and then so you probably lop off like what you were expecting going into this next season. You probably take off five wins, maybe. Yeah, I mean, so like forty-four. So I nope. I I, I put fifty-seven wins. Oh. That down for in an 82 game season, which I believe would get reduced down to somewhere around 50, 51 wins. Um, can we just go off an 82 game season? I think the Nuggets have a great chance to be a phenomenal regular season team. Of course, we don't know what their roster is yet, but let's assume they bring back Jeremy Grant. Michael Porter bumps up. You got Jokic. You got Murray making a lead. I just, this is a great Nuggets team. I think but, uh, it's such a weird year, but I think this team should crush. I mean, they're really right. good. Like it's fifty and twenty-two out of the out of the conversation. Fifty and twenty-two. No, no, no. I think they definitely yeah. could be a fifty-win team. What did they actually end up with last year? Is there? Do we know how many games did they play? Like what a 65. weird. <laughs> oh, they yeah. 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 yeah, that is weird. So was it seventy-two? Did they end up with seventy-two? I was thinking yeah. about this too. You talk about travel and how it's going to be condensed. If the if the NBA does, and I think they are going to, there's going to be long homestands and long road trips because they don't want these one offs, right? Where you have to travel. They want as little. They want teams to take as few trips as possible. So Denver probably gets a lot of homestands against teams flying in with without a day to rest. With you know flying in the night before a game. So I think Denver's home court advantage is even steeper, especially when you factor in people don't talk about this a lot, but Denver's different time zone than everybody except for Utah. Like yep. all, teams are it's. Not not just that they have to travel, but that they have to travel. What happened to vote? Where, there he is. But they have to travel to places, you know, yes. um, <laughs> teams have to travel far to get to Denver. So I think their home court advantage is going to be great. And I think their road disadvantage won't be as as steep because there'll, there'll be a lot of five and six game road trips, just like everybody else is going to have. Yeah, that's yeah also the Nuggets depth is going to be huge, too. Uh, yeah. I, like you'll see a lot of load management this year, not even for like just the stars, but I even think for like the Paul Millsaps of the world, even, you know, maybe even the Jamal Murray's of the world, if you can uh, t- tie him to a chair and not let him play. Like I think the Nuggets would in some of these games. So depth will be big. And I'm very curious to see if the Nuggets go hard for the number one seed, like Calvin Booth said they were going right. to kind of in that post uh, postseason press conference, that exit interview. I'm very curious see if they go hard for the number one very curious yeah interesting yeah i, I definitely see the nuggets as a 50 win team like they're, they they've, they've hit that echelon and have they crept up to the upper 50s like you're saying adam would it be are they a 57 win team potentially so i i i could see them still crack like i, I can imagine 51 50 50 51 like right in there with, with the shortened I totally can see them beating the 57 win best regular season ever percentage wise, but it's still coming in as like 51 wins. So like nobody, Nobody it's just a little thing that you have to like strike it from the record. (laughs) Yeah. That's This team can't catch a break. Uh, Anyway, a good question. I think they're going to be good regular season. I think there's a good chance. I mean, there's a lot of chaos, just chaos grenades everywhere in this season, but assuming they average out for Denver, I think the thing that the thing that it always comes down to is like, where is Nikola Jokic mentally at the start of the year? 
He's he's in, baby. I'm telling you, the blues, they're <laughs> over. They're over with. He's done with those blues. Okay. Well, oh, state of mind, baby. He's ready to go. <laughs> he's, he's ready to go, man. A lot Skinniest, of for you. most ripped Jokic we'll ever see. Vladko got a hold of him. That's what I hear. I'm, I haven't I'm heard that. I'm glad we got that uh, sorted out. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, Derek Chandler putting us on the spot. Be honest. Be honest. <laughs> oh, is there right. any indication that the team is pursuing a significant rock ra- roster acquisition trade for agency? Is the Drew Holiday stuff an actual possibility or is this pipe dream stuff? I mean, first, you're asking us to be honest about a thing we can't know for certain, but I think by all indications, absolutely. I think the Drew Holiday stuff is very, very real. The odds of any deal getting done are always below 50%. It's just hard to get a deal done. Right, but I don't right. think that this is all for show. I don't I don't think that it's like rumors that are unsubstantiated. This is – the Nuggets are very interested in Drew Holiday. They have pieces to make it – to make it close, whether they can make it work or not, I don't know. But I think that they have the pieces and they're willing to depart with those with the pieces that would get them at least in the conversation. So, yes, very real. Very, very yeah. real. From, from everybody I've talked to, it's very real. And uh, I've been saying this all offseason, but the Nuggets just from, from what I gather, they are at a point now where they're willing to go all in to an extent that I don't think they were like last year or the year before. So I think they're much more likely to obviously make a big deal like this now than they were, say, last offseason, just where the state of the franchise is just off the momentum from the Western Conference Finals last year. They know the window is open, and I think they're more willing now than ever to make a move like that. And was it was it Matt Moore who um, reported that they were on the one-yard line of a deal last year at the deadline? Yeah. Um, my strong, strong, strong suspicion, guys, is that we're, we were talking about Drew Holiday then. Um, and so, I yeah, they're, they're trying. They're trying, I think. I, this comment, we need Miroslav, the homie, uh, the Serbian correspondent, because I'm That's getting this, incredible this, this Serbian perception that married men put on a lot of weight, especially at the start of marriage. <laughs> the marriage 15, that many people are calling it that. So I'm expecting Jokic to come back at the same weight like last season. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> well, well, shit. All right, well, <laughs> we're in trouble. I, uh, I, I can see it, dude. I, you know, like how often, you know, before he was making his own fish stew, but now it's just being made for him. I mean, it's easy to. Bob, Bobby it. coming in hot here. He's promising to give away a DNVR subscription oh, if the Nuggets get Drew Holiday. Man, some yeah. kid who's a Nuggets fan really wants them to get Drew Holiday. He's going to wake up that I morning gotta, with his favorite player and a DNVR subscription. The best part about this I'm is screenshotting Bobby this. Giving, he's Bobby, not I'm getting sorry. anything if the Holiday deal does happen. I know. That's he's just true. What a homie, man. He's getting Drew Holiday. What a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he is getting Drew Holiday. So I screenshotted that, Bobby. You're on. The, you're, you're, you're on. <laughs> he's telling me the truth might. Here. All right, Jokic can't put on that weight, buddy. We need you. Um, all right, what else? What, what else? We got Connor wants to break. know: Is it more likely that um, Drew Holiday ends up on the Denver Nuggets, and there is no draft? Like, is it more likely that the Nuggets use this draft pick um, to get Drew Holiday uh, or not? So, do do we think the Nuggets will be drafting, and it specifically because of Drew Holiday? Uh, I'm I'm confused by the question. Is this pick going to be more likely Drew that they use the trade pick. if it happens, or yeah, as, yeah. as is the case most of the time, like most years, 
it's more likely that no trades happen. You just use your pick like that. That's always more likely. So I would say the answer to that is yes. I think what he's trying to get at is how just how likely is this pick to be included in in a potential Drew deal? I would think very likely. Mm. I I would think. Especially if they use it to move up in the draft, you know. It would obviously be included them. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know no how way. they would get it done without it, yeah, other than no, giving no up way. future first or something. But, no way. Yeah, who knows? Like, Juan Rogers we- wants to know. We've talked a lot about um, what it would take to sort of move move all the way up to top ten. What it would take, you know, what it would look like trading out of this draft. What about a more modest leap to like the fifteen, sixteen end of the lottery air uh, kind of spot? Um, what kind of assets would it take for Denver to make that move? Um, I don't, I don't know, like, uh, a future second rounder and, you know, like a Monte. Yeah. You never know. I mean, as was pointed out by Bronco Squatch, like the jazz made a similar move and it cost them Trey Lyles. So. Right. And, and like a Monte would, I guess, be kind of akin to, to a Trey Lyles where he was at what? that point. What? What? Trey Lyles, hold on. Trey Lyles flamed out of Utah. Like yeah. Monte Morris was a integral part of a playoff team. This is there's not a comparison yeah. here in my mind. No, Keita Bates Diop is honestly a comparison. Like it was a guy that wasn't getting any opportunity and, and probably just wasn't all that great. No, I mean, Trey, Trey Lyles averaged. Uh, he averaged played in 71 games. That averaged 16 minutes a game with Utah that last year. I, I honestly think that uh, Noah Vonley has value. I like. I don't know how much he moves up, but like, I think they, like <laughs> no. I don't really think he has. Got, I, I don't know. Like I, I think he has he no value. Little, well, uh, it depends. Values in the eye of the beholder. I'll say that uh, nothing's yeah. in a vacuum. I'll say that as we okay. Say we'll say that. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe somebody needs a utility player that can, maybe a LeBron stopper they need to bring in. Maybe a, a Giannis stopper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Absolutely know. I'm just, I'm just trying to think like. Do we have players that other teams may have been coveting in the past that they finally get the chance to get their greasy the, the, hands? Yeah. The really thing like about Monte is he's like the only guy on the Nuggets roster of significant worth that's on like a super cheap deal right now, other than a Michael Porter Jr. who who's like not getting traded. You know what I mean? Like Monte's yeah. making like three mil. It's a lot different. It's a lot easier to include him in a trade than it is a Gary Harris or a Will Barton. Yeah. I'm sorry, Monte, you're not akin to Trey Lyles. That was a, that was a bad comparison. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, Mr. Nugget, that way. Is this break uh, music or that's, we're just jamming? That's, that's, uh, we're just jamming. Yeah, no, let's, okay. let's take a break, though. Let's do our last one because we got 10 minutes to uh, hit our last questions here. Some good ones. Drinking a cup of Strava here in this uh, Sam's number three mug. Nice. <laughs> you guys want to get in on Strava Craft Coffee, you can get a subscription uh, to Strava Craft Coffee, 20% off with the code Mm. DNVR20. Uh, There's also like tons of really cool perks to uh, getting with Strava Craft Coffee right now for DNVR members. Uh, This Tuesday, so yesterday, the 10th through Monday, the 16th, all DNVR members will receive 30% off their purchase at Strava. So uh, limited time special offer for DNVR members and Strava Craft Coffee. Um, if you haven't tried it, it's incredible. They've been doing the CBD thing for a long time. And now like CBD is so mainstream. Clay Thompson has partnered with a, a CBD company. So again, DNVR members, you guys can get 30% off your purchase at Strava Craft Coffee uh, this week through Monday the 16th. So uh, get on that fast. 
Yeah, it's true. Just really quickly, to, um, every week, like another perk of being a DNVR member is that every week you get some sort of special deal. This week is uh, we're, we're partnering with our our partner uh, Strava, but next week it could be WGT. And oftentimes yeah. it ends up being uh, discounts in the in the locker itself. Yeah. So it's just like more and more perks. So be a member. Get a membership. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, we got you. We got you. DraftKings as well. Um, this Sunday, you truly went a whole, will a be whole a round Sunday. of music. <laughs> wow, I got to do a whole new rock song. Yeah. This Sunday will truly be a Sunday like no other. We've got this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and collegiate football. There will be no shortage of action. Golf is fun to bet on, man. <laughs> golf might be the most fun sport to bet on to least fun sport to watch and play. The first time I bet on golf was definitely the uh, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, for oh, something. The greatest. <laughs> we were just betting. Will this Brady. shot get in the fairway? Will this uh, will this shot get on the green? Like incredible true, stuff. True Hey, did you guys see that golf shot from the Masters practice round where he skipped yeah. across the water? What kind of black magic is that? That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, unbelievable. You can bet on so many different things going with, with, uh, with the Masters this weekend, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. Also, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this campus offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. You bet, and they cover up to $100. When you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Risk-free coverage paid out inside credits restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Golf takes so... I have I haven't even been golfing. It's the same. I haven't even. I've gotten the one time. I thought I was going to go a lot. It's so you know, weird. Eric so never weird. invites me. I never get Spencer invited. Spencer and Mitch I, I beg. I'm begging to go golfing. At this rate, Adam was supposed to be on the tour by now. It's so, it's so weird. Like when it first came up, and Adam would repeatedly say he was positive he was going to be a good good golfer. <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? I was a lot more positive I was going to play golf than than what turned out to be true. But um, guys. Oh no! Whoa, wait, what was? My God! What? What is that? Is that? Is that, that? Is that oh Miroslav's music? Goodness, that is Miroslav music. The crowd welcomes him in. <laughs> the air horns are going crazy. There he is! Wow! What regal! What a regal! I, I haven't I haven't been to the Serbian army, so I feel I, I'm not allowed to do this. So <laughs> go for it! We don't, we no rules, rules, brother. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, so we so, have also not been in the Serbian. Army. So Miroslav, we are bringing you on uh, impromptu Serbian corner here because we have, we, as you've been watching the show, you, we've we've learned there's a new Serbian tradition. You get married and then you get fat. That's this is. Uh, <laughs> am I understanding the tradition correctly? The, the tradition is very. Very correct. One thing you should know, and before I answer the question, tell me guys, for how many games do you think Nicola was uh, not great at the start of the last season? For how many games? Stats wise, or uh, no, 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 no. It was, just, it was, just it was, the number it was of games. fifteen to twenty. It was fifteen to twenty, and again, he had all those game winners. Like he had some good moments, but he seemed—I wouldn't say he was bad. He seemed disinterested. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 say it was twenty. Okay. Now we will have. I'd say like ten, 10 to fifteen. We will we will have ten games less, and uh, 
it will be like uh, 17 bad games again. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. And let, so me, let me elaborate. Is there a formula here? Math, I think. Nothing, X minus Y times Z. There's nothing to do with, with uh, extra weight or something like that because Nikola is a perfect pro. I, I don't doubt uh, that he will, he will turn in uh, in a good shape. It's just the the mentality. It's just the, the reason he knows these first seventeen games doesn't mean a lot, and he will give ninety percent. No, he will, okay. he will not give fifty. <laughs> he will give ninety percent. So you can expect only maybe like five game winners, not not more than that. Five game seventeen <laughs> games. Yeah. So this this is my take. No, so, seriously, my, seriously, man. When I got married, I was like. Oh, fuck you and your uh, LBS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was like, like uh, uh, 180, 180 pounds. Yeah. And and now I am uh, I am uh, 11 years in, into my marriage. And I'm Congrats. like... Uh, Almost done. Uh, uh, 225. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, okay. How much of that? How much of that? It is a tradition. It really months. is a tradition. My turn to but, throw on thirty. To be, to be honest, I wasn't a professional athlete when I got married. Okay. I wasn't. It's not our fault that you guys don't want to base your entire system of measurement on uh, what a king decided. <laughs> we don't care. You can figure it out. You can use your metric system. I was impressed with that. Pounds, baby. Because uh, I think I'm 100 <laughs> kilos, but I'm not really sure. I think so. I think I'm 100 kilos. Maybe 101 yeah, kilos. Whatever, dude. Whatever okay, the king, I'm, I'm, I'm more than that. I'm like 102 kilos, then. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, good math. I might, I might not be able to get married if, if that's the case. And I, <laughs> oh, handsome Harrison going away. Hefty Harrison on the, on the way. Handsome uh, single. Harrison. If I've got twenty pounds coming, I don't know if I can get him. <laughs> um, all right, vote. Do we have one? We can keep Miroslav on maybe for one final question here. One final question. God, that's a lot of pressure. Um, all right. Well, I guess I might as well make it Miroslav's question. Um, everybody <laughs> name your favorite non-nugget, non-all-star player. Ooh. Understand the parameters? Can't be, an, can't be an all-star. And then make a trade package for him. Also known as the Joe Harris trade package. Segment. <laughs> ah, Miroslav, my guy. <laughs> All right, that's the first name I thought of. <laughs> is this the so for Joe Harris, uh, what the Nuggets would have to give up is hmm, Will Barton and a first round pick. And for Joe sign, Harris, Will Barton and a, sign, and a first for Joe in a, Harris in a sign and trade for Joe Harris. That seems steep, brother. Yeah, I feel like you're a bad negotiator, dude. That's <laughs> he just loves Joe a Harris. First. Who wants it? Who wants it? What are you, Joe Harris is great. What are you talking about? Will, Will Barton is great. First Will Barton's really Harris. good, man. Would you like the better player and a first-round pick? <laughs> yeah, this is some Nurkic for Nurkic and a first for Plumley type trade here. Um, trash deal. The people have spoken, Harrison. Terry, you, you might like you might like Joe Harris a little too much to be in the room. The, the I, room might. I think question. Joe Harris is just the guy the Nuggets need. He's I don't want to throw in Michael Porter, but I guess we have to for Joe Harris. <laughs> it's Joe Harris. Come on. Let's go Eric, I want to hear yours. What's your, your I deal want, here? I want Marcus Smart. Um, oh, that's a good one. That's I want Marcus great. Smart, and I think in order to get Marcus Smart, 
we probably have to do Joe Harris <laughs> that we got already from uh, no. <laughs> no, we've already got um, <laughs> maybe what would it take to get Marcus Smart I mean they def- if you're dealing with Danny Ainge he definitely wants draft picks um, like 10 first round picks yeah, he probably, like it, it probably takes like an inordinate number of picks to, to pry it from Danny Ainge but I mean I would trade Will Barton straight up for Marcus Smart I don't know if that gets the job done maybe maybe a second or, th- or so in there uh, that definitely does not get the job done. <laughs> I don't know. Vote. I want Jameer Nelson, and I'm trading Emmanuel Moutier and Devin Harris. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I haven't thought of my real answer yet, so that's what I'm sticking with. Uh, I'm good. You know my guy Lonzo. have to have him, and I'm willing to give up Gary Harris. Might get it done. What do I have Probably to get not. up? Probably what do I have to give up to get PJ Tucker at this point in his life? His basketball career. Joe Harris averaged 14 and a half points, 42 and a half percent for the three point line last year. So, Adam, question. So, are you paying Lonzo 18, 19 million? He's got two more years on his deal. He's making 11 million. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Yeah, because he, he was the number two pick. He gets so much, and he's got two more oh, years. Okay. So. I, I thought his rookie deal expired. Sorry. Um, so I don't, I don't, I think Alonzo, you get him for a little bit. And then after that, who knows? He'll be so, I do worry about him coming here and being too good that, you know, he might, he might cost a little too much, but you know what? It's Gary Harris. So yeah, I see. Uh, apparently we don't want Marcus Smart because Jokic wouldn't like him. I just, I, I really want a guy that I just want a guy with some FU in him. We just have no FU guys. We just need some FU guys on this squad. What yeah. about um, overseas basketball bad boy? Watch her. Watch her. Oh my god, I know. What do we have to give up to her? I get apparently Kata Bates Diop. That's the uh that's the price for him. Um do you have one, Miroslav? Yeah, I do, and Eric is gonna hate him because this oh, guy boy. is nothing, nothing oh, about a bad boy. So uh, he's a free agent. We could do a sign and trade, which we actually be smart because we don't want to bring some more uh, salary on. So it's Boban. It's Boban, man. <laughs> First of all, Nicola loves him. He would love him. it. Yeah, that would be really Nicola good. Nicola loves Boban. I mean, this is not just, you know, because he's a fellow Serbian guy. I think it might be. I'm going to call you out on this. that. I don't Push back that. a little bit. Yeah, 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 please sure, continue. But, but he is his most favorite Serbian guy of them all. So that's 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 a big thing. That's a big I love, thing. I love and, you know, let, let, let's have some, some Boban ball ball crazy minutes, you know. At, at the end of every every blowout, why not? That would be great. <laughs> if we get like a permit or something to make that happen. Boban and Bowl would be so much fun. Eh? You can all, you get all this... It's like yeah. a zoning issue. Yeah, it's it's like a can, you, can you imagine if your garbage time lineup was Poku, Bowl, and Boban? <laughs> let's let's, oh, just, let's yeah. go with it. You know what? Can I, I imagine it? And yeah. Then, and yeah, and then the, the garbage time becomes the starting rotation. What do you is is Boban a long boy? I don't think he's a long boy because he's pretty like. No, he's, he's, just a, he's a certified giant. He literally has giant's blood in his my, head. Yeah, my <laughs> issue with Boban is that he it looks like he has ground up bones to break his bread. Like he looks like he lives in a uh, magical forest in a mushroom hut, and he has tricked children. Like he scares me. I love him, but he scares me. I can't. I, have him. I like that you're dead serious about this Boban take too. You yeah, know why not? Why not? <laughs> why not bring him in? Um, <laughs> backup center. Yeah, we can afford it. Um, all right, thanks everybody for tuning into this mailbag edition look at this us, us three in a mailbag nice um, you gotta add Miroslav to the mailbag yeah. Yeah. Can, you can you start with Eric please <laughs> <laughs> I uh, 
Miroslav, thanks for coming in and giving us the uh, depressing knowledge about uh, yeah, thanks, culture. Bro. Yeah, it's very, yeah. <laughs> Go enjoy my, your fish stew or whatever. Messed up my whole week. Uh, we are going to be back again tomorrow, guys, with a brand new episode. Of course, Friday, casual Friday. We're going to be back with it. Lots of stuff happening. I mean, even as we're recording the show, it just feels like all this new reports coming out, these new rumors. So it's going to continue. Um, we're back, baby. We're back. We're fully back. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next time. Oh, God. We can. <laughs> so some really exciting stuff going on on WGT, World Golf Tour, the official gaming partner of DNVR. Starting this Friday through Sunday, we're hosting the DNVR Masters. All country clubs can participate, and better yet, anyone can win. All you have to do is join the DNVR 3 Country Club. If you haven't played, head to the Pinehurst Golf Course and enter into the Close to the Hole Challenge. Submit your screenshot on our pinned Twitter thread at DNVR underscore sports or email them to info at thednvr.com. Once you have entered to win, we will choose a random winner each week to pick out a DNVR shirt of their choice and mask, and we will ship it to you. We're going to be hosting a new course every week leading up to Christmas, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Remember, download WGT from dnvrgolf.com, search for the DNVR 3 Country Club, and enter into this weekend's Masters Tournament. The DNVR Masters, you guys do not want to miss out on this.